Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is up, all of my beautiful freaking people? Welcome to the 100th episode of FML Talk. Holy shit, you guys, we are about to fucking celebrate today. So sit back, grab a goddamn cocktail, and welcome to FML Talk. Oh my god. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. I did not in chapter 6 now. <gasps> he did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on our Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh no, she didn't. Holy shit, FMLers, I genuinely cannot believe that I am sitting here with you all recording the 100th episode of FML Talk. You guys have been with me on a fucking journey, man, through the books to the podcast, like... It's really a wild moment for me. And so many of you were like, what are we going to do for the 100th episode? And I was like, I don't know. Should I bring on like some incredible guest? And then I was like, no, we should really do a solo episode so I can sit here, shoot the shit with you guys and really celebrate today. Many of you know when my friend Jacqueline first came to me in 2020 and was like, you should start a podcast. I was like, everyone has a podcast. Why am I going to do that? It's so oversaturated. Who even is going to listen? Like, what the fuck am I going to talk about? I had been a guest on so many of them. It just like didn't feel like something I wanted to do. And then we got more and more bored in the pandemic. And I was like, all right, well, maybe we'll give it a go for a season or so and see if any of my readers come over and tune in. Maybe like a thousand of them will. Cut to, we are doing the 100th episode today. We have over 2 million downloads. And the messages I receive on a weekly basis from people who either resonate with something that we're talking about or use Wednesday FML talk as therapy. It's just been such an incredibly fulfilling experience for me. I cannot believe we are closing out season fucking four right now. What a wild, (laughs) it's just wild for me to even think about that We've been on this journey together for so fucking long. So today what I wanted to do is we're going to kind of hop all over the place. I'm going to give you some fun updates on my life. I had you guys submit questions on my Instagram that are more like topics that we're going to cover today and just do a little like kind of therapy advice sesh. And uh, then I had some FMLers send in messages 
about what the podcast has done for them. So we're going to kind of take a little stroll down a down memory lane together. And I always want to remind you that when I sit down to do solo episodes, I record them like I do the mini bonus episodes that are on the Patreon subscription. It's me in my fucking PJs, not giving two shits. It can get a little wild. So I hope you have your cocktail ready. We are going to dive in. So I guess we'll start off with a little life update. (laughs) I am getting married. I have picked a date. It's been a really interesting experience. Let me tell you why. Because I got to this in my own little therapy sesh that I talked about on the minis. But I went into this being like really trying to minimize the fact that I was engaged and we were getting married. It, it felt like, oh God, don't make me do a whole big thing. And I was like, where is that coming from? Like, it's not a normal reaction to have. And when I started to kind of thought onion that shit and dig into it, it really stemmed to the fact that I felt like, why me? Why do I deserve to have everybody come and shower me with love and celebrate me after I've already done that. Like my wedding, you guys, the first time was a fucking production. Like there were flash mobs. It was at this incredible location called Hummingbird Nest Ranch. And it was like quite over the top. Like I look back on it and kind of want to throw up in my mouth because like that would have been a solid down payment on a house. But like also, thank God, I did not buy a house with Daniel. So um, it all happens for a reason. But I still look back on that wedding really fondly because regardless of the fact that we cast the main male lead so terribly wrong, everything else about it was really beautiful. I had all the people in my life that I love in one place at one time. I felt really present. I felt like everything apart from the main thing that was supposed to be happening, like the union of two people, was really great. And I started struggling with, you know, like, should we even have a wedding? Is this ridiculous that we're doing this again? Like, I have a ton of family that's not in LA, not local. And I'm like, I'm not going to ask them to like spend the money to fly out here and do the whole travel thing. Like I, I felt guilty for doing that. And Tay, his first wedding, it wasn't a big wedding. They kind of like threw it together at the last minute, but it was special. Not a lot of people. So I think he really wanted to be able to have the experience of having kind of like that big celebration and also, you know, to have it with me, of course. So I was like, why am I feeling this like weird fucking, like anytime one of my girlfriends would text me asking, you know, what are we doing? Are we doing a bachelorette? Like, do you need help with anything? Oh my God, I'm so excited. Like I was always downplaying it being like, no, it's fine. No, I'm not having bridesmaids. No, I'm not doing a bachelorette. Like it's, it's no, like we're, it's going to be really casual. Like if we even do anything at all. And now that we're in like the throes of planning it and we've picked a date and we're like, getting everything set up. Um, I will state that like planning a wedding to me personally is never fucking fun. It's just a lot of organization and a lot of like research and it's, it's not my jam. I mean, it is my jam. I'm really good at it, but like, it's a fucking headache. 
And then like, there's always issues that arise of with like people that are pissed off about the guest list and like, you know, it's just, it is what it is part of the territory. But I wanted to figure out why I was having such an issue with it. And it happened when I reached out to my DJ who, yes, DJed my first wedding, (laughs) but is also a family friend and has done my mom's parties over the years and asked him, you know, like, hey, are you available on this date? And what's your rate? I'm going to read you guys the message that he wrote back to me because this is what really kind of hit me in the face and made me be like, oh, shit, I need to start looking at this. So he writes me back and says, my normal booking rate for 2023 is (laughs) $4,500, which is like freakishly normal for a, a wedding DJ because this is the most expensive industry that there is. So he says, my normal booking rate for 2023 is 4,500, but I'm yours for 1,500 and I'll include anything and everything you want and whatever time you want to start. And I'm just so happy you found love. And I just like immediately burst into tears because it was the first moment. And it's so funny that it came from my DJ that I had a perspective change and was like, oh, I'm sitting here saying I don't want people to come out and do all this again for the second time because of me. And like, who am I to be asking for that? And why do I deserve that? When everybody else in my life looking in is coming from the perspective of she's been through so fucking much look how far she's come, look at the man she's with now, we can't wait to celebrate her. So I want this story to kind of speak to the fact that a lot of times when we are feeling insecure and we are feeling like not deserving and not enough and why me, all it needs is a little perspective shift because nine times out of 10, nobody else in your life is feeling that way. Nobody else in your life is saying, why her? Why does she get to celebrate? Fuck that shit. This is ridiculous. So if you're going through anything currently in your life where you're feeling that kind of like imposter syndrome of like, why do I deserve this? Know that you are enough. Know that you deserve to have every blessing and every happiness and every celebration in your life and really own the fact that you are deserving just because you exist. There is nothing that you have to do to earn love, to earn people cheering you on, to earn that celebration. You are enough just for fucking existing. Okay. Now that I've given you a little life update on my end, we are going to jump in to some of your topics and questions that you wanted to talk about. Here we go. We're going to start with this one first because it's on a positive note and I really liked this submission. Can we talk about hope in finding your other half? What makes it click? I love this and I love talking about this because so many times 
people are walking through life being like, why do I keep getting cheated on? Why are these people such assholes? Why can't I find good men in LA? Why do all the dating apps suck? There's validity in all of that, first of all. But if you are experiencing a pattern in your life, anywhere in your life, that is your biggest sign that there's some shit that needs to be looked at and healed. For example, if you are continually being cheated on, that A, is not your fault. I've talked on the cheating episodes before that when people are cheated on, it's because of the cheater and the insecurities that they're going through and the voids that they're trying to fill within themselves. A. B. You still have to take responsibility for why you are attracting those people. So I am... I know we've talked about this on the show before, but it's worth repeating. I am the perfect example of these patterns and that you need to really point the finger back at yourself and address them when they come up. So I was walking around this planet with this massive fear of abandonment ever since my dad died. When I love someone, they die turns into when I love someone, they leave. That fear was then reinstated in me when I lost my high school sweetheart. So I was living with the belief when I love someone, they leave, fear of abandonment. So I then attracted my ex-husband who abandoned me in the most heinous fucking way possible. And the universe was like, yo, bitch, you ready to go uh, heal this shit? Because you're just going to keep attracting them until you fucking figure it out. I was like, no, universe, I'm good. Thanks, though. I'm going to go over here and uh, dive into this relationship with Javier, who I attracted and abandoned me. Quite literally, like if you think about it, it's almost fucking comical. Like the universe was like, okay, maybe she'll get it if he abandons her two days before they get on a plane on a trip that he invited her on. That'll really smack her in the face. Uh, And then the universe was like, okay, Gabrielle, uh, are we ready to go heal that? And I was like, oh, fine. Fuck, man. And it wasn't until I looked at my fear of abandonment and decided to fucking heal that shit that I was then able to attract someone like Tay who would never abandon me and was like so far above all of the men I had been attracting. I almost said all the shit men, and I was like, that's a little mean, but like, here we are. All the shit men I had been attracting in my past. You have to be able to look at yourself and be like, is there a pattern in my life? And this doesn't just go for relationships. This is like, if you're consistently getting fired from jobs, if you're consistently being cut off on the freeway, like anything that's a pattern in your life, if that shit happens more than twice, you need to look at that and be like, whoa, dude, what is this? What What's the energy trying to tell me? What do I need to, to look at and adjust to have a different outcome in the future. That being said, don't fucking settle. Don't fucking settle. There is so much hope. I promise you there are quality people out there that are going to see you and love you and be everything you ever wanted. Don't settle. It's not so many people nowadays are allowing themselves to stay in a relationship that's not necessarily like abusive. It's not necessarily bad. It's not necessarily like toxic, but like 
they don't really give you all the stuff that you're wanting. You're not really stoked. You're not really growing and you're staying in it because you're fucking comfortable. Raise of hands. Who feels called out right now? Who feels like I'm jumping through the stereo and literally talking to you? A lot of times people are like, it's just easier to stay with this person because it's comfortable as opposed to starting all over again. I am here to be your coach and cheer you on and be like, if this is you, you should maybe consider leaving. Life is too long and too short to just be comfortable. I don't know about you guys, but I'm fucking on a trajectory where I am going to make the most out of my short time here on this random rock floating through space. And there is so much hope. So no that when you fix and heal the shit within yourself and you start doing your self-love cocktail and vibrating on a higher fucking level, you are going to be able to attract the people that match that. I promise you. Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son, and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from Factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts. It's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. Okay, that was only the first one, and I went on a little preacher moment. My bad. Um, The next question, which kind of segues us, what was the hardest thing you faced when realizing you were in a healthy relationship? My thing, and I wrote about this in the second book, but like it's a good refresher to talk about right now because so many people have DM'd me relating to this. For me, my definition of love had become really toxic. I had gone from a toxic marriage where everything was very highs and lows um, and manipulative and a lot of gaslighting from a narcissistic standpoint into a relationship that was full of love bombing and really fucking confusing and breadcrumbing. So when I ended up in a relationship with Tay, Let's also remember that I was not healed by any capacity when he came into my life. But when I ended up in that relationship and nothing was going wrong and it was just like, fine, (laughs) I was like, but like, where's the constant fighting? Where's like the highs and the lows? Where's the love bombing? Like this can't be love. There has to be something that's missing in this. So it really, the... The question was, what was the hardest thing you faced when you were realizing that you were in a healthy relationship? And my answer to that is letting yourself 
redefine what healthy love is and really writing a list of what qualities you have in that new healthy relationship and looking at it and being like, oh, these weren't existing in those other relationships because If your definition of love is fucking toxic, how are you ever going to then feel at ease in a healthy, stable, amazing relationship? So for me, that was the biggest thing to come to terms with and discover. And once I then healed myself, it all fucking clicked and fell into place. That's not to say that you can't heal while you're in a relationship. I have done a lot of healing in my relationship with Tay. I don't think you need to go off and like lock yourself in a jungle for, that doesn't even make sense, Gabrielle, lock yourself in a jungle (laughs) for three months and like be at a silent retreat and do meditation and yoga and journal your life away. And then you can be ready for a relationship. I think that's bullshit. But I do think you need to consistently be aware. And if you're going to be in a relationship while you're healing, make sure it's a relationship that is a serving you and be someone that has really great communication skills and is there to do the healing journey with you. All right. This is a, this is a hot touchy topic and I'm going to yell at you guys. (laughs) So get ready. How do you get past your mind playing the what if game with the wrong person like Javier? Okay. Here we go, guys. Here we go. When you do the what if game in your head, which includes thinking about scenarios that could play out in the future or daydreaming about like how you're going to run into this person and what it would be like, any type of what if they change? What if they suddenly aren't an asshole? What if we can like get untoxic? You're fucking yourself. You are fucking yourself. Stop looking at the 5% of men that just suddenly woke up and changed their entire life and thinking that the toxic person that you're in a relationship with is going to suddenly jump into that 5%. If they do, great, but let them do that shit on their own time. Like you do not waste your time. What ifing to hope they jump into that 5%. And let me tell you something. I manifested Javier coming back into my life, like full fucking on. I would, what if, and I would think about like the run-ins we were going to have and be like, Oh, what if we just like, you know, ended up at the same club and then we dance and then we, what the fuck do you think happened? We ran into each other at a motherfucking club and that took up two years of my life. (laughs) Okay. Your thoughts are fucking powerful. They will manifest shit in your life. Okay. That doesn't mean they're good. That doesn't mean the stuff that you think you hope happens is actually going to serve you. It's probably just going to fucking trip you, make you fall on your ass and have a lot more time for you to now have to pick yourself up, dust yourself off and then get back on the fucking healing horse, which you should have been doing in the first place. Stop what ifing. Stop what ifing. And if you're like, okay, cool, I hear you. I want to do that. But how? I'm going to tell you. Every fucking time that person pops into your head, you think of something else. Make it a fucking game with yourself. We call this policing your thoughts. I talk about this on the minis all the time because it is literally gold. Start policing your thoughts. If you fucking think of Jason, you automatically think of pink elephants. 
get a rubber band around your wrist and fucking smack your smack your wrist every time you think about that person. Direct your brain to immediately start thinking of something else. Eventually, it will start to lessen. It will start to fade. Start. Can you imagine if we daydreamed about our dream career or like the incredible abundance we were trying to create or our dream partner? If we spent all our time daydreaming about that instead of what ifing about the asshole that fucked us over, imagine all the amazing shit that you'd be creating and manifesting in your life. I mean, let's spend our time doing that, shall we? And when those thoughts do come up and they're like ouch spots and they're not daydreams, they're like memories or triggers, take a breath, allow and acknowledge that that came up and in your mind's eye, let it pass through your body and let it the fuck go. Anytime something comes up and it really physically jolts you on your healing journey, you stop, you breathe, and you envision it leaving your energy. Okay? This ep- this is gold, guys. This episode is turning into gold. I'm just saying the stuff that we are talking about right now changed my fucking life and it can change yours too if you commit to doing it. And that leads us perfectly into this question. How can I stop checking my ex's social media when he's moved on entirely? Oh, it's like tough love Mama Gabrielle on this episode and I'm sorry, but like you just stop. You just stop. You block that person. You block anyone that he's fucking associated with. It is incredible when you block someone on social media, they literally cease to exist unless you are running into them at work and then, you know, that fucking sucks and I'm very sorry. But once once I blocked my exes on social media, like they genuinely didn't exist anymore. Like, and I do that with like people that, you know, just bother me like or trolls on the internet. Like I just send them into the ethers of the internet and they're gone. Like block the account and then commit to yourself. Like it's just a fucking decision. You're the one that's driving yourself crazy going on your fucking burner accounts and like stalking him and stalking the new ex. And like if he's happy and if he's moved on, first of all, I can fucking promise you that like he didn't change overnight and he's not some like incredible fucking person to this new girl that he's with. That shit doesn't happen. It, it, they might be in a honeymoon phase, but like it, it's not like he's not the person he was when he was with you. A. B, let's hope, let's, let's hope that you left him better than you found him. Like when I break up with people in my life, the next person that gets them is pretty fucking lucky because they're better than when I found them. I can fucking tell you that. So make the commitment to yourself and stop checking up on their shit. Unless you are healed and can look at their stuff and it's like, you know, you're sitting on, I don't know if you guys ever saw that TikTok video of that girl. That's like, she's, she's like, I genuinely am invested in all of my exes and their new relationships. I, I sleuthed deep into the Instagram, like stalking world, but it's just because it's entertainment that fully fucking support. Like if you are healed and you are in a place to do that, more power to you. Go get that entertainment girl, go get that tea. But 
obviously this question is not on that side. So my answer to you is you just fucking stop. Block them on everything. Don't leave their Venmo open. Don't leave any forms of communication open and commit to yourself. Just stop. It's like committing like you're not going to drink. Like you just decide to do it. It really is that simple. Okay, the next question here. Aftermath with Javier and the second book. This is going to be a quick answer because I know some people are new here and I know some people don't listen to the mini bonus episodes on Patreon. I think it was season three was the Ridiculous Misadventures director's cut. That was all the behind the scenes, all of the chapters that I left out, like full ass chapters, if you can believe it was an even longer book at one point, it was. <laughs> I'll never forget that first fucking email from my editor. She's like, Gabrielle, you're not JK Rowling. Like, what is this? <laughs> and I did an episode on that season where I tell everybody about what happened with Javier and I after the second book. And it's... Something that I'll probably never talk about on the main show. It's just too, it's it's too intense for me to put on a uh, public open forum that anyone can uh, listen to. So if you are interested in all of that, that's season three on the mini bonus episodes and they just live there. So you, whenever you guys sign up for the Patreon subscription, you can listen to all the different seasons. Um, we just started season seven and there's like one that's all on healing. There's some really, really great shit and some that are just like hysterical little minis. Um, so if you want to get those, you can go to patreon.com slash FML talk. <laughs> Any little unicorns in the future. Okay. This person is coming in a totally like loving way. I know you guys are so invested in my journey and of course like mine and Tay's journey, but I want to take this moment because I've gotten a lot of responses on my Instagram when I talk about this of people being like, fuck, I wish more people would say this. I think we need to normalize not asking women about like when they're having kids. For me personally, it doesn't bother me. And I, it, it's something that like Tay and I have talked about and like, you know, I'm not in any sort of a big pressured from society rush. Um, I'll never forget when I <laughs> answered this question on my Instagram a couple months back, someone was like, uh, you're 33, you should save your eggs. Well, actually, by the time this episode airs, I'll be 34. But like, there's so much pressure from society and you never know what someone's going through. I have so many friends that have dealt with struggling to get pregnant, infertility issues. Like there's so many things that could be going on behind closed doors. Like if you're asking someone like, when are you going to have kids? Like, have you decided yet? What if someone's been trying for three years and just can't get pregnant? I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the show, but my mom tried for six years to get pregnant with me. She had one of the biggest fibroid tumors on record at the time. And every doctor was like, it's not going to happen. D you're never going to get pregnant. She was also 40 
when she finally did get pregnant with me, because if you know my mother, she was like, okay, fuck all of you, the universe and I have a different plan, goodbye. So it took her six years to get pregnant with me. And when she finally did get pregnant, they were all like, okay, but you're 40. And in the eighties, this, this was like not a thing. They were like, you're 40. And even if you do carry to term, she's probably going to come out fucked up. Please hold your jokes. <laughs> and I was the healthiest baby born that year. It it really like you never know what people are going through. Full disclosure, I am not trying to say that I am dealing with anything like that at the moment. And but I have a lot of friends who have struggled with that. And I know that every time they go to a family function or get asked about when they're having kids, it it's a trigger for them because they're trying and they haven't been able to do it. So I just, I'm going on this rant to say, I think we should just really normalize not asking that question unless it's offered up information. To me, it's the same thing if like you go to a, a dinner with a group of friends and someone's like, oh, I'm good with just water. And people are like, oh, why aren't you drinking? It's like, maybe they're fucking like struggling with their alcohol stuff, or maybe they're just trying to take a break for their mental health or like, why the fuck does it matter? Let them order water. You know, I think we need to be a little more compassionate and aware of the internal struggles that people could be going through when we ask certain questions. Again, I want to repeat, I, I know this person was asking because you guys love me and are excited for like where Tay and I are going to take our lives, but I just feel that it was important to just get that that message out. Would you ever do Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> okay, I love Dancing with the Stars, have been a fan for years. I would absolutely die to get to do that show, but as much as I love you guys, I am not nearly famous enough <laughs> to do that. So hopefully in the future, if you know, if we get on a, a, a trajectory of things being bigger <laughs> um, and more well-known, I would absolutely love to do that show. I think it's so much fun. What do you see as your greatest accomplishment in life so far and biggest regret? Ooh, there's a lot to unpack there. I know it's kind of a boring answer, but I think my greatest accomplishment in life, well, okay, <laughs> Let's like, uh, it, it goes in layers. At the innermost layer is healing myself. That is the answer to that question. On the outside layer of that, we're like reverse thought onioning right now. On the outside layer of that, I would say writing the books because that was my journey of healing myself. And in turn, doing that, I've also been able to help so many other people heal. And for me, being able to have an impact on people's journeys and lives has really been my biggest accomplishment and what I'm most proud of. As far as my biggest regret, I always have a hard time with this question because it's like, can you really regret anything you've done because it all brought you to where you are now and like it all happens for a reason? And I do truly believe that. But for the sake of answering the question, I feel like I've talked about this before. I, you guys are no stranger if you've read the books to the fact that I used to not take intimacy, um, physical intimacy, very seriously as far as like I wouldn't 
put a high price on that. And I was very casual about it. I did a lot of healing and a lot of work and a lot of thought onions to realize that I was using sex as a way to keep people close to me, to not feel abandoned, to make sure I felt like I had a connection somewhere with someone. And because of that, I there are many people that would, if I had a list <laughs> of people I'd slept with, um, there are are a lot of people who would be on that list that I wish I could take off. So I guess my biggest regret would be I I wish I would have taken intimacy more seriously and saved that for only very special people. That doesn't mean that like, you know, if you want to fucking go out and have a one night stand, like, hi, I'm I'm in full support of that. As long as you're doing it from a place of empowerment. And I was not. I was doing it from a place of my fear of abandonment. So I think that would be my uh, my regret. Check that one off the list. But here we are. Okay, we are going to switch gears. I am going to take a little bit of time to read some of your messages to celebrate our 100th fucking episode. This is from Pamela. Hi, Gabrielle. I just wanted to thank you for your books, your podcast, your vulnerability. After reading your books, I took a step back and realized that I do deserve to be happy. That what happened to me doesn't define me, but empowered me. You have changed my world and my way of thinking. Cheers to you, my girl. Fuck yes to that, Pamela. Oh, I am so... This this goes exactly into what I'm most proud of is this right here from you guys. So thank you for that message. Okay, this is from Beth. I read the books while I was dealing with the most difficult year I had teaching, eighth grade. I loved listening to your traveling adventures. They helped raise my spirits. I also loved your perspective on everything. While we did not have the same heartbreaks, mine was school related, it allowed me to gain new perspective and look at things in a more positive approach. I love your sense of humor and your sassy remarks. Your books helped me be more positive and this school year is also the best year I've had teaching so far. Yay, I'm so happy to hear that. That is awesome. This is from Laura. Hey, Gabrielle, I always wanted to be an author, but it has never been something I could just do. So it stayed a dream of mine for a long time. Reading your books gave me the final kick in the ass I needed to write about my own story and create my own book. Now I'm deep in the book writing process and brand building process. Thanks for reminding me of my worth and kicking my ass in the right moment. Lots of love, Laura. I love that. Oh, I can't wait till your book comes out, girl. Write your fucking stories, y'all. It will help you heal and it will help so many others. This is from Amy. My journey to self-love started with these books and the podcast. Thank you so much, Gabrielle. The healing I have done through the journal and through your therapist referral has been invaluable. Oh, I'm so proud of you, girl. Yes, I love that. Kayla. Dear Gabrielle, your podcast bestows such love, integrity, honesty, and humanity that is so rare in this world. I will forever be grateful to have traveled with you, laughed with you, and cried with you through your books and the podcast. As I have begun my own self-healing journey, I hope you never let anyone extinguish your flame, touch your triggers, or limit your reach to continue to support and empower women across the world. Wow. What a beautiful fucking message. Thank you for that, girl. That really touched my heart. K 
Kelly, finding you, your podcasts and books have been life-changing. Thank you for helping so many of us find self-love, healing, peace, and empowerment. I am forever grateful for being with you on this journey. I am grateful to have you here, girl. Haley, Gabrielle, you have no idea how happy it makes me as I look forward to your podcast as I drive at the crack of dawn to my job. I found your book on Audible during a very big shift in my life with my five-year toxic army ex, and it made me realize I will be okay on my own and need to find myself. I lost 80 pounds, went into the military, got registered as a behavior technician for children with autism, found a man that truly loves me and wants me to succeed in life and found my confidence and love for myself for the first time in my life. It's so inspiring to see all the people you've empowered and have helped their mental health in more ways than you realize. I write in your journal every day, and now I just want to say thank you so much for putting your story out there. Oh, what a beautiful message. I'm so fucking happy to hear that, girl. Oh, you guys, I'm going to get emotional. All right. Shannon, I started reading these books to heal from a broken heart. The books, podcast, and FML group have helped me open up and heal much more than ever expected. I'm forever grateful for Gabrielle and the friends I've made here. Oh, I love you guys. A lot of these are from my self-love club, which you can join if you are on the Patreon subscription. Elizabeth, the the books, podcast, and community has changed my life. They have shown me how to be confident in exactly who I am and where I am on this journey called life. I am more confident in saying no when it comes to protecting my peace. Yeah. Doing what I want when I want because life is short. Doing the scary things because you can get through anything because you've already proven to yourself by living through 100% of your worst days. Fuck yes to that. Ooh, rewind that and listen to that again. Pushing yourself past your comfort zone is really when the change, growth, and healing really takes place. Once you consciously make the shift in every part of your being, the universe shifts to meet you in return. Oh, I taught you well, Elizabeth. Oh my God. That was a beautiful fucking beautifully written message. Oh, I love that so much. Angie, we have two Angies on here. So Angie Grubbs, Gabrielle, thank you so much for the FMLR community. The FMLR community has taught me that I am never alone. I have never loved so many beautiful and strong women from all over the States and Canada. You have changed my life for the better. Thank you for all the tools that you have given us to use. But most of all, thank you for sharing your mama with us. <laughs> Happy 100th episode. I can't wait to see what you for what what the future holds for the FMLR community. Love you. Oh, I love you back, girl. Thank you for all that you do for the community. Stacy, my darling, you introduced me to healing. FML Talk, the minis, and the journal have guided me through that healing journey. Here I am at 46 years old, and this tiger is changing her stripes thanks to you. Your books have made me feel included in your life. When you have felt heartbroken, I felt my heart break for you. Both books have made me laugh and cry, but most of all, they have helped me find my smile again. Thank you for being authentically you and loving us FMLers no matter what. Oh my God, you guys. <laughs> I love you so much. That was really beautiful. These are all really beautiful. Okay, a few more. I'm not even going to be able to get through all of these. We're going to run over. Angie the other NG. 
the books, the podcast, and the FML community have all been a huge part of me changing my life. My most replayed episode of FML Talk is Fuck Judgment. Yes. I learned to put myself first, love myself completely, and to open my heart to people. It has all led me to incredible friendships, finding my purpose, and meeting the unexpected love of my life. You have created an incredible community where I feel safe to be myself. Gabrielle, thank you for sharing your story and being such a huge part of mine. Oh, girl, I'm so fucking proud of you. I literally, this this human that wrote this message, I have watched her change into an entirely different person and it has been absolutely incredible. Maya, there is so much I could say about the books and the podcast, but it would turn into a book if I said it all. The books and the podcast are the reason I have healed and grown into the person I am today. It's also the reason I met the love of my life. I met her through Gabrielle's Facebook community, and weeks later, we met in person at her book release party for The Ridiculous Misadventures of a Single Girl. I have listened to the Boundaries episode the most. It has taught me how important boundaries are with not only myself, but with others, and has helped guide me with setting my own boundaries with people and keeping people's negativity out of my happiness. Gabrielle, thank you so much for sharing your story and being a part of my story as well. Oh, that was really beautiful, girl. Thank you for that. Natalie, Gabrielle, in a moment of darkness, which felt like another lifetime sentence, your podcast has brought me laughter, strength, and moments of yelling, what the fuck? (laughs) But most of all, it brought me to you. Thank you for all that you do in a moment of darkness, which felt like another lifetime sentence. Whew, that one hits different when you've been through it. Aaron, Eat, Pray, FML was the first time I felt seen and heard regarding my failed marriage. I learned to distrust myself and my memories, but she told it in a way that I felt certain, not only that it happened, but that I could recover. Fuck, yes, you can. Lisa, thank you so much for the FML community and taking the time to spend with each of us I'm so glad I found your books. The podcast has opened my mind to so many different things. I had no idea about past life regressions, spirituality, different types of energy, and so much more. Thank you for being the most beautiful person. And congratulations on 100 episodes. Lisa, I am sending you such a big fucking hug, girl. You have a special place in my heart. I feel like I know all of you guys, even though I haven't met a vast majority of you. Um, Janelle, if they wanted to, they would. That's right. Red flags and fuck boys, the whole third season of the minis, the books. Give yourself a self-love cocktail. Please don't ever stop helping all of us. Oh, I love that. You guys, <laughs> I hope this isn't boring for you because it's really making me feel almost gushy. but whatever. It's the hundredth episode. We're going to do it. Two more. Sandra, who we call Auntie Sand in the Facebook group. I could not find the right words to say what you have done for me and the books, the journal, the merchandise, and this community has been for me until I saw this quote. Life changes. You lose love. You lose friends. You lose pieces of yourself that you have never imagined would be gone. And then without even realizing it, these pieces come back. New love enters, better friends come along, and a stronger, wise you is staring back in the mirror. Oh my God, can you tell I didn't read these prior until right now? Oh, that's so fucking beautiful. You guys, I cannot tell you as much as this podcast has hopefully helped you on your journey and brought things into your life that you needed, it has also been such a great 
thing for me and having all of you and your support and your love that I feel so constantly, whether it's in the self-love club or in my DMs on Instagram, I truly feel like you all are my people. Um, I absolutely am so incredibly thankful for this community of FMLers. I cannot wait to share some exciting stuff that's on the horizon. I was really hoping I was going to be able to announce it on the 100th episode, but I'm being very careful about when we choose to uh, to drop this information. But I can tell you guys this, the journey is really just beginning. And I cannot wait for you to see what is being cooked up behind the scenes. <laughs> As always, make sure you guys are subscribed so you never miss an episode. Keep up with us on Instagram at FML Talk Podcast. If you need more FML in your life, I got you. You can go to patreon.com slash FML Talk. There are six seasons of mini bonus episodes that you can binge at your leisure. You also get access to the private self-love Facebook group where people are making lifelong friendships and really connecting with me on a personal level and you also get 10% off all your merch. We will be back better than ever for season five. I have signed with a new network, Podcast Nation, and things are about to get wild on FML Talk. We are coming back right out of the gate with one of the most well-known guests we have ever had on this show. We are going to be releasing some bonus episodes over the next few weeks, so you guys will not be bored throughout your December, but we are taking a two week holiday break over Christmas and we will be back with season five premiere on January 4th. I love you guys. Have the best holiday season. I hope that this episode brought you some good stuff. And as always, have a motherfucking self-love cocktail on me. Cheers. Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.